Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say he's worthy. Say he's worthy. He's worthy of my praise. For his glory. I feel something might happen here today. Song said miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles, signs and wonders. What happens when you pray and fast is miracles, signs and wonders. I say, what happens when you pray and fast? Don't I do it all together? Miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles, signs and wonders. Miracles, signs and wonders. What happens when you pray and fast? What happens when you pray and fast? What happens when you turn down the plate of the things that you love? What God is going to do? Not for your glory, but for his glory. He's going to do what? That's your choir right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. standing let's let's go right there let's go to him in in prayer let's you know this is how you approach the throne of God <laughs> this is this is how you approach the throne of God you approach the throne of God broken we've been so good but because your grace is sufficient for thee and because of that you've given us a second, third, fourth, fifth chance so every chance and every opportunity we get we're going to throw our hands up we're going to open our mouth and we're going to say thank you knowing that we can boast in your glory because you said through Paul that tribulation work of patience patience, hope, and experience so God today we thank you for tribulation times the times of struggle the times of that in some period of our life that we regretted but we learned that we matured that it was a training ground that you used our disobedience for a training ground to strengthen us. And you said that when we're weak, you are strong. Now today as we deliver your word, remove every impure thought. Every thought that's not provoking kingdom righteous living holiness have your way today miracles, signs and wonders for your glory have your way at this hour in Jesus name in Jesus name come on lay your hand on yourself say I'm healed my business is healed. My family is healed. My mind is healed. And the hurts of my heart is healed. 
in Jesus name clap your hands for Jesus outside of our own agenda. We become living examples to other people, kingdom believers and non-believers. We become examples because we didn't make it about ourselves, but we made it for God, about God. first-time visitors. Come on, just raise your hand if this is your first time visiting him with us. Amen. Amen. Come on, I heard the left and the right. Where's the middle section? How do we feel about our first-timers? Amen. Come on, come on, ministerial staff. How do we feel? Come on, let's greet them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. that jacket brother I'm going to get down a few more pounds I might be able to handle that amen certainly welcome you to uh, the house of God he just loaned us that name beyond measure he is beyond measure yeah God is doing some miraculous things here and want to let you know that we are on a 31 day fast and today is our 10th day so if you're not fasting with us and you're a parishioner of the house I want to ask you out of obedience if you would fast and we're fasting from the things that we would consider our greatest weakness that's personal that's more than just some meat and milk you got some things that you love that your spouse don't even know about. <laughs> Amen. It's just between you and God. And when you do it, your spouse will find out because you will be a changed person. And that husband that you've been waiting on, God Almighty, God will allow him to show up because you put him first. Uh, so as an extension of that, we're going to do a singles and couples conference. Amen. Where's all my singles at while y'all standing? If you're single, blessed, and happy. Come on, lift them high. Let me see you. The singles there. You're single in the house. Come on, singles, make some noise. Single, holy. You heard that before, hey? <laughs> Single, happy. Yes, a single and whole. Yeah, whole life living. Come on. Pull a chapter from our couples, kingdom singles. Come on. August 26th, we're going to have a singles conference on that Friday night. Going to have a great time. Amen. Oh, April. That's right. April. I put you already in August. Something going to happen in August too. I just spoke it. Amen. Hey, somebody going to get married in August. Y'all like that type of prophesying right there. Hey, it's me, Pastor. I'm going to get married in August. Amen. Somebody running. Somebody running. I see somebody running already. Okay. April 26th. Sign up at the table in the lobby. 
Where Elder Davis at? Where Elder Davis at? Come on, come on, walk, walk right here. She's going to be at the table in the lobby. Elder Davis, come on. Elder Davis says she finds single and living for Jesus. Yeah, sign up with Elder Davis in the lobby immediately following service. I want all the singles to sign up. Amen. Whether you got the money or not, if you don't have it today, sign up today anyway. I'm rapping. And when you get your tax check, make sure you pay for the conference. No, you got folks you're claiming. You're, okay. Where, where's all my kingdom couples at? Come on. Where, where my kingdom couple? Where, where brother Dave and Monique? Come on. Come on now, Dave and Monique. Come on. Come on. Come on. Run, run out here. Run. Pick her up, Dave. Pick her up. Run up here. Pick her up. Amen. To, to minister Dave and Monique here, McLean's. Can y'all see them? Amen. They're going to be at the table. Kingdom couple table. To all the couples, sign up. I want you, if you were here last time, sign up. If you wasn't here, sign up. And if you don't have the money, sign up. At the kingdom couple table out here in the lobby, immediately following service. Amen? Amen. Amen, your beautiful wife. They're going to be out there. I want to say this too. To all of the singles. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey. Boop. Let me say to the singles, whoever brings or invites and they come in, they sign up, the most singles out will get $100 on April the 26th. Y'all didn't like that? Okay, okay, okay. The deacon said they're going to make it 200 If you bring, whoever brings the most singles, have them sign up and pay and show up, they're going to get $200. I'm going to take an offering from the deacons. I got it. $200. There it is. We just up the ante, uh, Brittany and Joanna and Martigas and Joe and everybody that's part. Listen, $200, you better get them by. And I want to pack out the house with singles. Know why? Because you can be single and full. Full means whole. I'm going to preach. God bless you. Yeah. Amen. Hey, look, look, look. Let, me, let me just say this before I go. It's not worth to be single and whole and get married and be broke. single I just I had this good life because you didn't wait oh oh yeah one more thing and, and just because you got a ring doesn't make you marry until you exchange vows yeah y'all y'all keep listening to Beyonce she ain't got no heaven or hell to put you in listen until you exchange vows yeah yeah until you exchange at the altar it's not legit. It's not real. It's not legal. Walk around showing your ring. You ain't got no papers. Yeah. Put some papers on it. Come on. All right. Let's go. He cutting up the day. Woo. Put some papers on it. Yeah, y'all, y'all tweet that one. Tweet it. Tweet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Booed up. Talking about you married. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. Hey. 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 Settle down, bro. Nick. Okay. Yes, Okay, Matthew the sixth chapter. Did I tell you that? The sixth chapter. Sixth chapter, Matthew six. You could please stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Please stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Thirty-one days of praying and fasting. Somebody say, I come here to hear you teach. Okay. Matthew 6 and 9 reads after this manner therefore pray ye our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil 
For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. I want to I wanna spend a few minutes teaching from the subject. I'm having connectivity issues, signal lost due to a power failure. I'm having connectivity issues. I've lost my signal due to a power failure. Just look at your neighbor real quick and ask your neighbor, where's your power? Wait a minute. Ask your other neighbor, do you know the power source? may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Matthew 6, the writer does an awesome job with explaining and telling us how to pray. In fact, I looked up all of the scriptures concerning prayer because we're in this 31 day time of prayer and fasting and if the truth be told none of the scriptures that I looked up explained to me what prayer is they all told me that pray and supplication. They told me also that if I pray that the blessings will come and so on and therefore. I also said that there's, it, it taught me that there's communication. In other words, a conversation between you and God when you pray. But none of them really told me what prayer really is. And so, in fact, for you to get an understanding of what prayer really is, you have to do a little digging yourself. In fact, for you to understand the Bible in its entirety, you've got to do a little digging yourself. You cannot just read the Bible and expect that you're going to understand all 66 books, all something thousand chapters. You cannot expect that you're going to come to church on Sunday, come to a little Bible study, maybe go to a Sunday school class, maybe take a Bible course and really understand what's going on because the Bible speaks explaining that the things of God is a mystery. So therefore, I've got to take in consideration that it's more than me, flesh, man, just reading words. If I keep it as a man as I am and I continue to read the text, it really is only going to come off as words, as information. But once I tap into the spiritual realm, the kingdom of God, and the spirit begins to work in me, that's when I begin to understand. And the information that I had once before begins to, it turns into revelation, if you will. And to get a revelation is when God really reveals himself to you. And when God reveals himself to you, he'll begin to operate through you. And when God operates through you, that's when you really begin to do ministry. So just put it here for the churches that read texts and they just do a little study without the spirit of God. Then they're just reading a book. Was that too fast for you? See, I've learned in my time of pastoring that this journey is, is, is or has been a struggle. And I'm still sweating. I can't see. And so, therefore, because it's a struggle, I had to figure out, God, if you really want to take me on this journey the way that you designed me to, then, therefore, we got to hook up in a partnership so that I can have a little bit more understanding and clarity as I go through this thing called life. Because although I come to church and I read your Bible and I sing and I dance and I do all these things, if I don't have any understanding, then I'm just going through the motions. 
And for most of us in the church, as I told you last month, that we've evicted the Holy Spirit in the church, right? Because we don't want to be up under the guidance and leadership under the authority of the Holy Spirit who's now still in the earth. And Jesus is with the Father on the right hand, at the right hand of the Father uh, that's in heaven. And the Holy Spirit is now present on earth. And so if we don't really remain and allow him to come back in and take his rightful place in the temple body then we are lost and so therefore the church in the body of Christ is truly operating in a signal loss there's a struggle and a battle because we don't see miracles signs and wonders and I wonder why we don't see miracles signs and wonders maybe because we don't have the miracle worker operating in his rightful place that's important because that's why Jesus uh, the spirit of God has led us to this 31-day journey of praying and fasting. So I ask you, what is prayer? Prayer, understanding the purpose. I looked it up in the Webster, and I always tell you, I don't even know if Webster, Noah Webster, is even saved. Somebody say, look, a little deeper, Pastor. The Webster says that prayer is a formula of supplication and express petition, especially, I like this part, especially a supplication addressed to God. The problem that I have with the Webster Dictionary, along with the others, is it does not truly in its entirety specify the only holy God that there is. See, the Webster leaves gaps to where you can be of any religion and read the Webster Dictionary and identify with your little g God. But if you live like we live as believers, you know that there's only one true living God, and that is God Jehovah Elohim. Talk to me. Jehovah Jireh, who's omniscient, omnipresent, who is all-knowing, all-seeing God. That's the God that we serve, and that's really truly the only real God that's still living. There's only one. <laughs> so... That's the Webster. So I went a little deeper. I went a little deeper and I said, well, what does the Bible say? So I went into the Hebrew Bible, right? And it says prayer in the Hebrew Bible is an evolving means of interacting with God. Most frequently through a spontaneous individual, I like it, unorganized form of petitioning. Listen to it. An unorganized form of petitioning. That tells me that when you have organized prayer and you have an organized prayer life that you only pray at specific times but when you're unorganized you'll pray without ceasing watch this to pray without ceasing is I don't have to wait on the priest the deacon the deaconess or anybody else I can pray right in the midst of the desert in my wilderness and seek God's face and ask him for help right then so what you're saying, Pastor, what I'm saying is, is that we are the church and we don't have to come to a building to put a name on top of some stucco or some brick or mortar that we are a walking, talking, abiding, living church. In other words, a living organism. Huh. So I went on a little deeper and, and, and I did a little something. I looked up what the great evangelist Billy Graham Bless him in his time, right? He says that prayer is spiritual communication between man and God, a two-way relationship in which man should not only talk to God, but also listen to him. Oh, we're getting a little deeper now. So now we're not only talking to God, but we're sitting back, shedding our mouths, being quiet to listen to see what God is saying to us. Hmm powerful because you know you struggle because we're praying god do you hear me are you going to answer my prayers i've been seeking your face but you know what sometimes we got to stop talking so that we can listen so prayer is not just talking prayer is a two-way street like a two-way radio listening you got it so the communication well what form, how is it that my prayers get to God? How is it that God is there and I'm here? Read the text. How is it that my prayers get to God? Because the Bible says that there's one who lives in you 
that also intercedes on your behalf that goes to and from the earth to heaven to carry your petitions to God. His name, his name, the person is the Holy Spirit. And you know, when you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, you can tell him all types of things. You can tell him secrets. You can give him prayers. You can petition God and the Holy Spirit will take it back to God the Father. Watch this. And when you have a relationship, a real good one, he'll come right back and give you an answer. Not in the earthly time, but in kingdom time. So you're telling me, Pastor, that I don't have to wait on them to give me a response that God can respond to me before you respond to me. So what you're saying, Pastor, is when you respond to me and you carry what God has given unto you, then guess what? Then two is in agreement because he's already shared the knowledge with me. It sounds like affirmation to me. So when you share that with me, we both going to agree and we can get our praise on because I know it's God working through you. But when you're not in with God and you're not in tune with God, when the man or woman of God comes to share a blessing over your life, not a car, not a house, but something about your holy living, and you're not in tune with God, the first thing that you're going to do because you operate in flesh is you're going to shut them down and turn them off and say, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't know. You don't have a clue what I'm going through. And then you know good and well conviction sets in. You're saying, where do they know that? I can't let them know that I'm struggling. But you know, God, God, God created a place, an atmosphere where we can be real with God. Watch this. And be real with people. Because when you're real with people, it's called testimony. Talk to me. Right? And you overcome. We overcome, right? By the word of our testimony. So if I never share my testimony, right, it's impossible for me to share my testimony if I don't tell you about my weaknesses. All you want to share is all the glitter and all the fame and all, all the things that God is doing. But you know what? You don't talk about the struggle and the hell you had to go through that you were creating in your own life. And because God provided grace and mercy, he decided to keep you afloat and alive and remain in his bosom while you were still doing your dirt. You got to share that part, church, to let the people know that we are real people. Not just some holy people walking around like everything is good and we don't have any issues. There's a war going on in your flesh. Mm. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against rulers of this darkness, against of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. That's, so prayer is spiritual communication. Hmm, I like it. I like it. Watch this. I'm going to go somewhere here. I want you to go to Isaiah 9 and 6. Isaiah 9 and 6. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. You don't have time to go there if you're not already there. It says, watch this. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. A child is born to us, a son is given to us. It says the government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called. One translation says he shall be called. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, for a child, mark that spot in your Bible, I'm about to give it to you, for a child is born to us and a son is given to us. A child is born, but the son is given. For a child is born, but the son is given. Woo, work it, pastor. Ah, so so let's, let's real quick have a discussion on prayer for the sake of time, right? But we're going to be in kingdom time, so we're not going to keep up with earthly time. Because the church, once again, struggles like we're struggling with fasting and praying, right? We're struggling with really how to pray. So before you know how to pray, you got to understand that what, what prayer is. 
And so we're going to understand the purpose of prayer, and we're going to focus on some kingdom keys, some kingdom principles concerning petitioning in the kingdom. So in order to understand prayer, we must understand the kingdom. Remember like last year, year before last, we went through all kingdom, went through all the kingdom verses and what does it mean? What does the kingdom of God means? What does the kingdom of heaven mean? What is all these kingdom verses? What does, what does it mean when Jesus said that you shall repent? What does it mean that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence? What does all these kingdom scriptures mean? Right? Let's get a little closer because we're going to focus on these things. Watch this. So when I, when I was looking and in my study, I come across many things. And I have to understand this. It was a struggle for me, but I'm there. To understand prayer... You got to understand that if you take it outside of the kingdom, watch this, the church, take prayer outside of the kingdom, to my understanding, it teaches that it becomes a religious activity. (laughs) To take prayer out of the kingdom of God, it becomes a religious activity. And there are a lot of denominations today that have or are operating in just religious activity and not the concerns of the kingdom. Because prayer is one of the most misunderstood things that we do in the church because we really don't understand what it is. Prayer for the body of Christ is our number one responsibility. Talk to me, Pastor. Why? Why? Why is prayer our number one responsibility? Because we understand that we can't do anything without it. But how did we get to that place? Because I was thinking about something. Adam didn't have to pray. Why didn't Adam have to pray? Because God was walking with him. Hmm. So Adam was having a conversation with God in the garden, in person. So I don't have to pray, God the Father, because God is present with me all the time. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be good here. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, it seems that God needs man on earth to get his kingdom business done that's why everything that happens in the bible he uses a man to make it happen if you notice god never just came in and said it happened god always worked through a man and then it happened talk to me you talk about Noah. god used Noah. you talk about moses he used more more (laughs) you know you know more He, he you're right he'll talk about moses And Noah, he worked through Abraham. He worked through all these men. Why didn't God just do it? Because he's God. There's a reason why God did not do it. You see, prayer is an earthly authorization to release the supernatural of heaven. Let me say that again. Prayer is the authorization to release yeah that is the supernatural of heaven work with me (laughs) let's read again prayer is an earthly authorization to release the supernatural of heaven Hmm. so miracle signs and wonders operates comes through the authorization through prayer fasting seeking God's face so that the supernatural can come from heaven to earth. All right, y'all sit with me. It's great teaching. Prayer, watch this, is not an option for us as believers. It is a necessity. And the church today does not pray often enough. Prayer is not a religious activity. Go tell your professor. It's not a religious activity, but it is a kingdom God idea. It is a kingdom concept. It is a legal activity brought to us by the justice system of heaven's judicial system. I'm getting too deep. Y'all tell me to slow down. The power of man. The power of the human being is we are considered the most powerful creature on earth because God put us above all creatures. Are you with me? He placed us above all creatures. How do I know? How did this come to be? First of all, God only gave authority to humans. 
He only gave authority to humans. What makes us human? What makes us human? Watch this. You don't have a spirit. You don't have a spirit. We are spirit. Right? Tell them, teach you right. Right? You don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. What spirit? Not just any spirit. We are the spirit of God that makes us alive in the flesh. Okay, you're still with me. So God gave us authority to operate on earth. But we live, watch this, in a flesh body that came from the ground. Follow me. God formed us from the dirt of the ground, and this is why when we die, we are quoted in funerals. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So when you die, watch this, your spirit never dies, but your body dies. And so when your body dies, what we do as a people is we put the body back from whence where it came. We put the body back in the ground. So what happens to the spirit? The spirit goes to be with the Lord. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. There's a lot of controversy over that scripture, right? And we don't have time to expound upon it. But watch this. Spirits, listen, listen, don't have any right on earth. Why do you think that when you die, your spirit leaves and your body stays? Okay, I got to dig a little deep. I see we got some concern here. We got some concern, right? We are made up of spirit. God formed us from the dirt of the ground, and this is why we have to depart as spirit. Watch this. Watch this. I, t- I took this from the script of Martin Luther King. It says, don't ever judge a person. Watch this. I mess with a little bit by the color of their dirt. <laughs> we judge them by the content of their character. <laughs> it don't matter what clay you're made up from. No matter what color, right? The soil. Right? It doesn't matter because all of us have the spirit of God living inside of us. That's why I believe that he made the blood red. Whew. Because nothing has any worth except for the blood. So the human is a spirit living in a flesh body, a dirt body. I learned that. I remember my mentor, he taught me that. Right? Watch this. The Hebrew word for man, watch this, get in the text, is ish. So the Bible says in the book of Genesis when God said, let us make man He is actually saying, let us make ish. Let us create ish. That's a spirit being. So you are a spirit in a body, a dirt body from the ground. It's actually called, if you study, humus. Y'all study that? Humus relates to soil. Look it up. H-U-M-U-S. Humus. So we come from the ground. I'm working this. I'm going to get you closer so you have understanding before you go. What is a human being? A human being is a human, right? Flesh is wrapped up. What is it wrapped up? What's on the inside? Spirit Mm -hmm. in a flesh body. Now, let's go through some keys right here real quick. I'm going to give you five keys, and I'm going to get it. I'm going to hit you hard right here. Then we go go home. Five keys of prayer. Five keys of prayer. Work with me. Five keys of prayer. Somebody say breakthrough. Number one, you've been given authority to dominate on earth. Uh, Genesis 1 and 26, what does it say? It says, let them have what? Dominion. Over where? Over the earth. Hmm. God didn't say, he didn't say, right? He says, let us make man, but he said, let them have dominion. Number two, number two, you have been given the keys to rulership. You've been given the keys to rulership on earth. We got to understand that. I'm talking about the power of prayer. Number three, number three, number three. What does it say? Only a physical body with the spirit is legal on earth. Only a physical body with a spirit is legal on earth. That's why during this time of prayer and fasting, you're going to become sensitive in the spirit. And you're going to begin to pick up things that you wouldn't normally see. 
I walked into the store this morning. I just left the gym, and I looked at this young lady, and I still had my headphones on, and she looked at me strange, and I pulled them off, and she could hear the worship music, and her face just like balled up. Y'all tell me what that is. I just smile, right? What a mighty God we serve. I said, are you okay? She said, here's your change, $6 and something cent. She wanted me to get out of there. I didn't, even, I, I didn't even share the gospel. You know what happened? I walked in with his glory all over me. Woo! Yeah, yeah, you see, you see, demons know when you're operating the spirit. They know it. You identify. You see things totally different. Now, if I had to lay hands on that demon, on that young lady, because it wasn't the lady, it was a demonic force working on her. They would have called the cops on me, right? Deacon Watkins would have had to preach this morning. I've been locked up. Won't let me out. And when I drove off, I was on the church van. I said, I hope you see this church van. Look, look my way. Look. I said, I said, I said, I love it, man. Listen. Listen, any spirit, any spirit without a body doesn't belong any spirit without a body is illegal (laughs) now you know why demons want to take possession of your body because they can't operate without a body I'm gonna get there I'm I'm gonna get I'm I'm, I'm coming I'm coming I'm coming watch this five any supernatural influence on earth is only legal through a human they ain't teach you this in school. Listen to me. Listen, listen, listen. Any spirit without a body is considered illegal. That's why they're after your body. Yeah, they're after your body. They want to take possession of your body because if they take your body, then they have access to God's people. Let's go a little closer, right? In the book of Genesis, the devil shows up. And when the devil showed up, he was a spirit, and he is spirit. Principalities operate in the atmospheric arena. Yeah, yeah. So when he shows up, he realizes that I've got to get to this woman. But the only way for me to get to this woman is to operate through a body. So he has a sidebar conversation with the serpent. Read the text. And it says that as he was having this conversation with the serpent, he talked the serpent into loaning him his body. And studies show that when the serpent was on earth, he used to walk upright. So Satan has a conversation with Eve concerning the ideas of God. We know by the text that God didn't give it to Eve. He gave it to Adam, and Adam was supposed to be responsible enough to share with Eve. But Satan says, let me sneak in. I'm spirit. I need a body. Let me operate through the snake. So he has this conversation with this woman. Question, why didn't God stop Eve from picking the fruit? All-knowing, all-seeing, great, big God, creator of the universe. Why didn't he stop Eve? Let me come down your row. The same reason he didn't stop you from going into that house, sneaking. Oh, that was too much. Because he's given us to operate in sovereign will. It's called the power of choice. And when God created man, watch this, he excluded himself and gave dominion over someone with a body over the earth. God is spirit. Watch this now. So he gave man the power and authority, right? Gave him authority over the earth, over the birds of the air, over the fish of the sea, over every living creature in the earth. Watch this. So the serpent operates through Eve, and God doesn't intervene because he's spirit. Eve partakes in the fruit, trespasses, rebels against God. Watch this. 
as well as Adam, they sin against God, rebellion is sin, and God had to exit the garden. And his presence was no longer in the garden. Watch this. Not only did God exit, the Bible teaches that the Holy Spirit had to leave. That's why you never see the Holy Spirit dwelling in any man in the Old Testament. Why? Because the flesh was contaminated. Preach, Pastor. And so, Pastor, what about the prophets? No, the Bible teaches that when the prophets prophesied that the Holy Spirit came, dwelled, and departed. He came, he spoke through them, and then left. He showed up and then left. Why? Because he could not remain because the body was contaminated. Hmm. So God says, one, spirits never die. Y'all study this, right? You study on your own. Do this thing. Don't, don't say, I don't know about that, Pastor. Study the text. God excludes himself from the earth, and he tells man, let them have dominion over the earth. Let who? Let them. He didn't say let us. He said, let them have dominion over the earth. Every word that God speaks becomes law. Every word that God speaks becomes law, becomes a commandment. So if it comes out of his mouth because he's God and he's faithful to himself, he always complies with his own word. Example. Right? So God will never go against his word. And so Satan knows that if he can grab you and take your attention off of God and get you not to pray, not to understand what prayer is, not to understand what fasting is, he knows that your flesh is drawn to the things of enticement. So these things of the flesh that we get involved in and that we remain in, it doesn't allow us to hear from God. So Satan knows, watch this, because he dealt with Eve's appetite. <sighs> Look at the conversation. God knows that if you partake in it, right, your knowledge is going to change. You're going to have a different mindset. It's going to be like God. It was already like God because he lived inside of her. Watch this. So nothing happens on earth until it has been initiated by a human being. So God needs us to cooperate with his word so that we can create change on this earth. I'm coming back to it. God himself will not interfere. Watch this. Until we bring him into the equation. Prayer. Prayer. Get back to it, pastor, because you left me hanging. I'm coming. I'm coming. So now we're at this place, and now Eve has, has partaken of this fruit, and God is upset. He's upset. And so what happens is, is he really doesn't deal with Adam anymore. God turns his attention to Satan. Because <laughs> we wonder why didn't God just, just stop it? Because it was going to affect the entire human race. So the serpent loans Satan his body so he can temporarily operate in the legalities of earth. Ooh, this is such a great story, but it's actuality. Listen to it. He loans him the body so that he can operate and do business with the woman. And the Bible says the Lord cursed the serpent for allowing the devil to enter the body. I told you the snake used to walk upright on his legs. And so God cursed him and told him, from now on, you will not walk upright because what you've done. God says you will never walk again, and to the ground you will go. Hmm. And so the devil knows that God is going to comply with his own word. And Satan knows that God will never break his word. So Satan was glad when he heard that God said, let them and not us have dominion. <laughs> and the entire human race collapsed and we were what? Independent. And no matter how many cookouts you have, no matter how many things you do on July 4th, listen, you're going to be independent until you operate in the fullness of, of the Holy Spirit's power. Watch this. So the Bible says that the Holy Spirit can no longer strive with men. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit is spirit and he needs a body to operate in. He had to leave. Now, if we go on to study a little bit further 
in chapter 3, when the whole thing fell apart, God chooses not to intervene. I told you that. But Satan forgot that God could still talk. <laughs> Listen to what he says. God in verse 15 of the third chapter, he says, he begins to talk to Satan. He says, he's no longer talking to Adam. And I'm going to paraphrase. He says, Satan, boy, you did a pretty good job. That was a good trick you used. You know I'm not going to come against my word. Watch this. And you know that I will not come in. You're right about it. I can't come in because I'm a spirit, and if I come, I'll break my law. But I promise one thing, that the woman, the same woman you used to mess up the plans that I had created and ordained, I'm going to come and use the same woman, and she's going to give me a body, and I'm going to come in legally, and I'm going to crush your head. And that was the promise from Genesis, the third chapter, all the way to Christ. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Now you know why God had to become a man. Because he had to put us right back in our rightful place. The entire Old Testament. Man, I don't have time. This is good teaching. It's good teaching. You need to know. You need to know. In Isaiah 9 it says, For unto you a child will be born, not a son. It says the son will be given. Because the son is never born. So don't confuse the child with the son. Mary is the mother of the child. Oh, it's going to get tricky. But we struggle with her being the mother of the son. How can Mary be the mother of the son when God sent his son? So Mary, I'm going to go ahead and close. Mary is the mother of the child. The child is representation of the flesh. That's where we get the title or, or that, the son of man. Woo, watch this. And so Jesus sends his son, flesh, and when Mary births a child, his name is Jesus God sends a son. His name is Christ. Now we have Jesus Christ. Listen, some of y'all still don't believe. Watch this. It says, and the angel said to Mary, you shall bear a son and you shall call the child Jesus. Yeshua, which means Savior. So you are going to name the child, but you're not going to name the son. Why? Because he's already named and he is Christ. But the child will be called Jesus. Jesus gives Christ 100% access on earth. I know it's deep. I know it's deep. He gives Christ 100% access on earth. I, I know the theology is troublesome, but you got to understand and read the text with me. Christ is already named. So you're going to name the child, not the son. His name is Jesus. Jesus is 100% man and Christ is 100% God. Satan came in by way of illegal, benefiting from that factor, but God used his own word to abide by. So the reason that God did not interfere with Eve when she was going for the fruit is because he was protecting, watch this, his integrity. So it's safe to say that God did not intervene and save the entire race because of his faithfulness to his word. We can learn right there, can't we? So God had a plan to come and change this thing, and so he decided to send his son. This is why God needs us, because we have bodies, right? That's why it's important to fast and in prayer so that we can live in health. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now you understand that all things that have been taking place in the Bible was done through man by way of the Spirit of God. Are you with me? 
So when I go in, I want to learn a little bit more. I begin to seek who Jesus Christ is. And the Bible teaches that he is the I am. He is Emmanuel, God living inside of a man. Talk to me. He is the judge. He is the one whom God appointed as judge over the living and the dead. He's the king of kings. He's the lamb of God. He's the light of the world. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the Lord of all. He's the mediator. He's the Messiah. He's the mighty one. He's the one that sets us free. He is our hope. He is our peace. He is our prophet. He's our redeemer. He's the risen Lord. He's our rock. He's our sacrifice for our sins he's our savior he's the son of man he's the son of god he's the son of the living he's the son of the most high he's supreme being creator of all things he is god in the flesh so now as you're fasting this is great teaching things begin to change right before your eyes you're becoming sensitive in the spirit realm so when you turn down those things that's been pleasing your flesh God says now I can operate now you can go into your house and identify those demonic artifacts that you've been hanging on your wall. Now you can get in your car and identify the things that shouldn't be. Now you can identify in those wrong relationships the people that shouldn't be. Now when you go in your cubicle, you can identify the things that Satan has left for the wrong things in your life. Now you can identify those things you've been reading is not from God. Now you can identify the friends you thought you had that call you when you're down to keep you down. You thought they were lifting you up, but they were truly tearing you down. Anybody that continues to go with you while you're low and don't lift you up, baby, let them go. See, the church don't want to learn this because they're afraid of the decrease of membership. When you operate in the spiritual realm, you identify that there's some, maybe some people in leadership that needs deliverance. Because when you don't operate in the spirit, you operate in the flesh. So when you operate in the flesh, you say, oh, you got this experience and you got that degree and that degree. Let me tell you something. Kingdom ain't got nothing to do with your degrees. In the spiritual realm, you can have all 10 degrees. You can be the head of the class, kuma cum laude, whatever you want to call it. But in the kingdom, in the kingdom of God, boy, y'all going to make me preach it. Some things only comes through prayer and fasting. If you want to drive that force that's been living inside of you, turn down some things. Because those things have been feeding that thing. That demonic force living inside of you. Telling you to call her. Call him. Go get the booty call. Show up at the house. Show up on the job. Get rid of those things and seek God's face. Y'all ain't real. Listen. Listen. Don't let your flesh consume you. You cannot win the battle. Listen, you cannot win the battle by yourself. I'm not talking about people. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. Listen, you can have an entourage, a whole army, and without the Spirit of God, y'all just a bunch of people trying to accomplish something that you have no authority to operate in. Hello, somebody. How are we going to be the body of Christ operating with no power? He gave us authority. He has the power. Prayer is the conduit. 
Fasting is the diet to cut the fat so that the signal can get to you on earth. The reason why you feel like that God is not answering your prayers is because you have not turned down the things of the flesh and is clogging up the arteries of heaven so that God can release miracles, signs, and wonders. Y'all give God praise. everybody stand I want to stand church would tell you there's no way that God can use you you got too much mess well I'm glad you decided to look in the mirror because you were looking at me and both of us I see in the mirror listen God can use whoever he pleases to use every man in the Bible every man in the Bible I don't care what they tell you every man in the Bible except for the son of man every man in the Bible that God used had some mess okay that was a little gender specific every woman in the Bible that God used had some mess that means the entire human race had some mess I want you to think of it this way. If I start to turn down these things, I want to see if God's going to just like use me, right? Like, I mean, the Bible tells us to try him, seek him, right? See that he's real. The book of Malachi, come on. fancy car doesn't matter having all the great friends really doesn't matter but when you really start living for him and when you really start serving for him your whole life your whole life will change there are more leaders in this room than I can count But you'll never see yourself in a leadership role while you consider and continue to consume the crumbs of others. You see yourself as this low, low. Oh, come on. You're not coming up to be proud. You're coming up in his righteousness. And to be righteous has nothing to do with your attire. 
how much it costs, what name brand. Listen. Church got it twisted. I said it last week, you can be saved and still suicidal. You can be saved, delivered, and not free. Man said, how can I be saved and still not free? Well, you've been saved, you gained access to heaven. But your mindset is still living in hell. All the stuff, all the baggage you still carry. You're saved, but you still carry the baggage. I'm talking to the church. You still carry the baggage of your past. You've got blood stains in it, not Jesus. Listen, in this life is healing, is peace. Beyond your thinking. There's something greater than where you are now. And it's in Jesus Christ. Every head bowed, every eye is closed. Because you gave us authority, Jesus. You said, whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever I loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven lets me know that I have a rite of passage access righteous according to your namesakes here on earth you may be here you have a desire to be saved if you're not saved that's the first start to give your life to Christ you may be streaming on the world wide web if you feel compelled to do so now, he's giving you the will, the choice of will to make a decision. If you're not saved, you can make a decision to be saved right now. If that's you, then raise your hand in this place. If that's you, send us an email. Call us right now. Leave us a message. Maybe somebody will pick up. But acknowledge the change in your life right now. If that's you right now, Knowledge that I want to live for him. While every head is still bowed, acknowledge that you're still struggling with some weaknesses. Come on, lift your hand in this place. If you're still struggling in certain areas of your life, God bless you. 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 I pray that God will continue to open up doors to open your mind to open your heart to open your ears to think to hear to speak even the more kingdom life kingdom life and last but not least if you desire prayer if you desire prayer right where you're standing if you desire prayer right where you're standing raise both hands raise both hands Raise both hands. Come on, let's move ministerial staff. Raise both hands. Keep them, keep them lifted until somebody shows up. Keep them lifted until somebody shows up. We're going to pray with you, not for you. We're going to pray with you, not for you. If you need somebody to call you right now while you're streaming, reach out to us right now. Phone us, email us, send us a text message. Now, and somebody will call you right now. Life is not promised on earth. This is the time to make a decision.